What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And we are here to talk about some spooky shit. We are. We are indeed. How are you this week? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm very tired. I had a very long weekend. You um, went to Lizzo. I went to Lizzo. I went to Kingston Mines. I went to the best uh, champagne and caviar place. I've, I mean, I've never been to a champagne and caviar place before. But oh my I went God, to one. I was going to say, I was like, the best you have something the to The best I've ever to? been to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the best I've ever been to with my sample size of one. But it was incredible. It's called Heritage. I think it's like, it's in West Town, I think. It's on Chicago Avenue. It's so good. It felt very Parisian to me. And the food was incredible. The dirty martinis were like, the best dirty martinis I've ever had. I think I drank like six of them, which is Uh-oh. way too many. <laughs> that's like, blackout territory. That's blackout territory. And also it is like sodium content overload. Oh, like yeah, I cannot. Olives, right? <laughs> it was I basically just drank like an entire jar of olive juice. Like if not, like maybe like six entire jars of olive juice. I must just choked on my water. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I've never had a proper martini. I'm not much of a. Yeah, that kind yeah. of. Yeah, I'm a drink salty person. lady. I like I like a salty drink. So and that was in a di- like my friend was in town and earlier that day we went to the art institute and you sent me we, the sarcophagus. Yes, from we our went, listener story. Well, I had to do it. I was like, oh, like let's go to the art institute. Just kind of like you know, because you know, my friend was in town, so I figured it'd be something she wanted to do. But secretly, <laughs> flex, I wanted to go. On those friends. I wanted to go so I could see a the like weird like eaves that the like child's sweater was found in and be the sarcophagus and the mummy and both were underwhelming at best oh no didn't see anything creepy although we did get like weirdly yelled at by the security guard at the mummy (laughs) who thought we were leading on the case when we were standing like three feet away she was like don't lean on the case and I was, oh, we, we were like, we're not, but thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> She's like, no flash photography. We're like, neither of us have our phones out. But cool. All right. So. Um, well, that's good. My whole story on Sunday night was Lizzo. Like, yeah. my Instagram was all. After I got let back in, after some cretin reported my Jennifer's body photo. I can't believe that. I can't either. (laughs) I was like, do you even know me? This is tame. It is, and also it's like it. It didn't get reported for like copyright violation. No, it just got it reported because they graphic. thought they were concerned about you. I don't. Yeah, know. they were like, someone is concerned and thinks you need some help. And I'm like, I have seen my therapist for six years every Monday. I have help. Thank Leave you. me alone. <laughs> I just like this movie a lot, and so do all of our listeners. It is part of our intro. Anyway. So, I have a leading question for you. Yes. If you could pick one city in the world to have a haunted, like, ghost tour of, what would you pick? Mm, Okay. City, New Orleans. Hands down. Hands down. I mean. We could do that. I know. I was just, I'm like, that's actually not, like, outside of the realm of possibility. I was thinking when we first discussed this leading question that it would be country. And so if it were country, I would pick Japan. Ooh, yeah. Because there's just a lot of fun, ghosty legends and myths. And I just think that, I don't know, I, I feel like. But but 
city like specific city like i'm sure tokyo has some crazy shit but like definitely like the first thing that came to mind was new orleans because how how could it not yeah but the the main thing is you can't do like the advertised ghost tours you have no to, no like no. i want to do a true ghost tour like a like stay at a haunted hotel Go to like the most haunted spots, you know, do just like have a seance, maybe. No, Madame La Lorie, we've all heard and seen it. Like we want new, we want new and different haunts. Like we want new and different haunts. <laughs> um, but yeah, totally. I have actually never been in New Orleans, so. It's great. We I mean, should do it. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down. I've been and I've done some. We didn't do any ghost tours when we were there. We were mostly just the digging. <laughs> As one does. And we always in, in my 20s, you know. Um, but We have an episode from five years ago called Boo Orleans. Boo Orleans. Where we do cover Madame LaLaurie, mm-hmm. Adam, or Adam. Who's Adam? Adam Driver. Ellie. Famously. Ellie. <laughs> famously former <laughs> podcast host, Adam Driver. <laughs> Before he blew up. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie and I covered, we did Savannah and then we did New Orleans. Because they're they're fairly, Mm -hmm. they're similar, except like Savannah's like a mini New Orleans and it doesn't have like uh, Bourbon Street. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. What's your, what's your city of choice? I am going to have to say London. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I know it's boring. It's not. It's not. It's not. They did some horrific shit to people in London. Absolutely, like they did. <laughs> I went to the Tower of London, and like even at fourteen, fifteen, however old I was, you could like feel the heaviness of like the horrible things that happened in that building. And that's not to say that I like want to visit places where horrible things happen, but that's where the haunts are, y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where the are. it's not. It'd be kind of boring. I mean, I know we love our 90s ghosts or whatever, but it is a residual energy ghost is a little less interesting than like a truly traumatic death ghost. And I just, oh, I I hate to say it. You know, I'd love to see either. (laughs) A truly traumatic death ghost is the goal here. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's what I'd most like to see. But, you know, I I would accept if I had, you know, if I didn't have a choice in the matter, I would accept like a nice residual haunting, but it just wouldn't just wouldn't be as fun, you know. But but you're totally right when you said Japan, like their superstitions and their ghost stories are so different than ours mm-hmm. that I would love to learn more about them. Yeah, same. And then like Exactly. Obviously, and I mean, business. some of the best, some of my favorite horror movies of all times have been remakes of oh, Japanese yeah. horror movies. And so I just, yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I'm invested. I'm already. I'm already all in. So also like, oh yeah. One thing that I love is that in Japan, Samara, like the character of Samara, who I don't, I don't think her name is Samara from in Japan. Ringu from Ringu, but she's like a celebrity. Like she like throws the first pitch at like baseball games and stuff. <laughs> like the oh character God. in costume. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's amazing. I love Japan. Japan is so weird in the best way. It's amazing and very spooky and has some of the best food ever. So I'm just oh, really. absolutely. I just want to go to Japan in general. Would love to go to D- Disney World Japan. I don't know. I just want to. I, have I want to go to Japan. shelf <laughs> on my bookshelf for um, Japanese surrealist fiction mm-hmm. from Haruki Murakami. 
one of my favorite authors. I was like obsessed with the idea in probably my freshman year of college. But yes, Japan, Japan. Let's let's put that at the top of the vision board for the pod. Yep. One we, we can do New Orleans first, and then maybe then maybe <laughs> New London. New Orleans is a little more attainable. Then maybe <laughs> then London is probably the second most attainable, and then Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Live shows in all locations. Oh yeah, live shows and all of our all of our fans <laughs> across the world. <laughs> oh boy. Although I gotta say a lot of our listeners are in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. True. Yeah. So I mean, again, a UK tour is not out of the question. Like Taylor Swift before us, like maybe we'll announce UK tour dates before we announce American tour dates. Good God. <laughs> One of us has to not have COVID before that happens. Yeah, like, Sorry. we'll see. <laughs> um, so we are talking about countries and cities because we are going back to our roots and we are telling our origin haunting, spooky, scary ghost stories. Yes. I am Scottish and Irish, and I know we've done some Irish stories on the pod before, so I am covering Scotland. And Miss Caroline, Miss Camp Norway. Yes, I am very Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> I am also British and German, but we're just gonna we're gonna stick with Norwegian. Go full Norway. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go full Norgay. So Norgay. Norgay. <laughs> I can't see. I can't even. I. Caroline posted like a really cool ask for her Norwegian friends in Norwegian and. I was like, I have one Scottish friend. Hey, Ross, you're not listening. Um, and I would be like, Oi, cunts! <laughs> Tell me your Scottish scary stories. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but like, anyway. to be fair, it only looked cool because you couldn't read what it said. But it oh, basically no, was just like, Hey, Norwegian friends and family. What are some of your favorite Norwegian urban legends? Message me. Paranormal, I could... <laughs> I made out paranormal. Yeah, yeah. I think on the bottom. But it's just so cool because it's a different alphabet, almost. It's the know? same alphabet. Well, there's just three different letters at it. Yeah. yeah. The slash through. It's mm-hmm. really, it's, it looks cool. It's metal. It's metal. It's the birthplace of Indeed. black metal. Indeed. All right. All right. So we're going to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys care about Norway and Scotland. If you, yeah. If not... I mean, I'm sure some of you have some origins there, too. You know, we all we're an America, at least the country of immigrants, a melting pot. I'm sure you got some Norwegian or Scottish blood in you somehow. Um, yeah. And even if you don't have it in you right now, you might have it in you at some point. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You go first. Okay, um, so the first, uh, most of mine are cryptid. I'm, I'm going to do a little grab bag here. Um, Love but it. the Love vast it. majority of the kind of creepy things that I both knew about Norway already and, you know, had responses from my Norwegian friends about were cryptids, um, which makes sense because Norway is a very mountainous place, lots of fjords, lots of, you know. Did I ever tell you that that's what I um falsely correct people as my last name they're like grace ford and i'm like no it's fjord (laughs) grace fjord (laughs) because my name's so plain that i just like i like grace fjord i'm gonna start calling you grace fjord (laughs) do it 
Do it. Um, yeah, but Norway's just got a lot of like very great geography, which is perfect for like creepy little critters to hide in. So the first one we're going to talk about here is the Nukin. Um, so according to the Scandinavians, the Nukin are male spirits who lure women and children to drown in lakes or streams by playing enchanted songs on the violin. So they're kind of like no, male like sirens. Yes. Yeah. They're uh. male sirens. Um Sometimes the Nukin, in some stories, are harmless, um, but and can sometimes they attract men. But usually, the music is particularly dangerous to pregnant women and unbaptized children. Interesting. Ooh. Um. So the water baptized in what religion? Probably Christianity, um, because this is you know I would say late. This is not like ancient Norse. I mean, it might come from ancient Norse mythology, but. I think the stories that they're telling are like post-Christian influence sure. on on Norway. So, as a Catholic, I ask. Indeed, yeah. indeed. I think you'd be fine. I think you'd be fine, baptized Catholic, but just don't <laughs> go there pregnant. You know. <laughs> oh God, no. So the Nukin is um, thought to be most active on Thursdays. Um, Interesting. Yep, yeah, on Christmas Eve and during Midsummer. So. Aside from that, water spirits don't really have any true shape. Sometimes they take the form of a naked man who plays violin. Um, other times he's kind of a floating object or a horse or even treasure meant to lure in his audience. So there's lots of pictures of him online. One looks like Vin Diesel mermaid with like glowing eyes and mermaid a giant pop, like giant hook claw hands, which is disturbing. <laughs> Another one kind of looks like it's just you can just see the top of the head from the water and it's like it's almost like the Iron Giant helmet peeking out from under the water with like glowing eyes, which is kind of creepy. I know. (laughs) The mention of that movie makes me want to cry. (laughs) You're like, just hold on one second. I I need to step away. I have to cry about the Iron Giant. (laughs) Um... So a tale um, is told of Fusigrim, um, who, if properly approached, can, will teach a magician how to play so well that waterfalls stop at his music and the trees dance to the rhythm. Um, this, I suppose, I think he's a Nukin, Fusigrim. Uh, so Fusigrim fell in love with and lived with a human, but he would always return to his home, which was in a nearby waterfall or brook. The Norwegians believe that they have to call out the name of the water spirits repeatedly to kill them and escape from bondage. So basically, if you are a pregnant lady or a child who's being lured by a Nukin, what you have to do is know the Nukin's name, say it repeatedly over and over again. Or if you bring the Nukin some vodka, a black animal, um, tobacco snuff, or three drops of blood, you will learn how to play very good music instead of being drowned in the sea. So <laughs> it's kind of a, it's a, a toss up, really. I'm sorry. What a trade off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I what don't know. I was like, OK, wait, I have a black animal. I have tobacco. I have blood. But now I'm going to be really good at the cello. I mean, it's kind of a win win. Like, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't I wouldn't necessarily want to, you to do. Give- I owe him a debt. I don't think so. I think you give him the debt. You gave him. It's not like a devil went down to Georgia situation. I don't think so. It doesn't seem like you're going to be. I I think you just kind of avoid being drowned and you now are really good at the fiddle. So. Oh, great. This bodes well for my um, fiddle and and cello career. (laughs) This is going to be the start of something really beautiful. (laughs) This is fucking great. (laughs) We did it all for the nookin. I've wanted to say that the whole time. 
Um, allegedly, the Nookin were the explanation or have been the explanation behind a lot of drowning incidents because the water spirit would scream at a particular spot in a lake or river and then a fatality would take place in that same spot. The only way that local people could save themselves was by throwing a significant amount of steel into the water. Interesting. So it is kind of like an exorcism. Yeah. Where it's like you come and you have to be baptized. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a religious thing. Yeah. I'm not sure why this like seeming this cryptid would care that you were baptized, though. I don't really understand that. Oh, they always <laughs> care. Or, and that I don't also don't understand saved. this. Like it's kind of a random assortment of things that you can give it to placate it. Like it's like blood, a black animal, but that's the whole thing about Norse mythology is like it's so wild. It is like, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. We could do a, and we should probably around Christmas time, maybe around Krampus time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we do some some Norse mythology. Oh stuff. yeah, Yulanissa is one of the scariest. I mean, Yulanissa. He's he's Santa Claus for Norway, and I have never been so terrified in my life than the first time that Hell I saw yeah. this fucking Yulanissa. Ma- it's it's not okay. <laughs> and honestly, like the Norwegians are wrong for it. Like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give I me give me a Scottish haunt. <laughs> All right, Scotland, and as we yes, I'm doing haunts. Caroline is doing weird shit. Par for the par course. for the course. Yes. So, the first haunt I am doing is Hermitage Castle in Newcastle, Scotland. And please don't murder me for pronunciation of things. I'm an American, and I'm from Chicago. Chicago. So, you know, please don't. Um, So, Hermitage Castle broods in desolate isolation amidst some of the eeriest countryside in Scotland. Um, the gentle warmth of a summer's day rarely penetrates its sullen bulk. This is from hauntedbritain.com, by the way. They're, they're writing in a very British way. I was going to say the British would say <laughs> penetrate. Like, use that as though yeah. it's, like, really something you should be saying. <laughs> yes. So, creepy corridors and cold stone staircases meander between the moss-clad walls of its ruinous interior and the very fabrics of which seem imbued with a genuine ambiance of menacing evil. Built around 1300, on the disputed borderlands between England and Scotland, the castle's ownership would switch regularly between the two over the next 400 years. You know, mm-hmm. as there have been frequent conflicts. I don't know if you know this, both with Scotland and Ireland, which is both halves of me. And, you know, a fun fact, my mom is almost 100 percent Scottish and my dad is almost 100 percent Irish. And my great grandpa said, if you have children with that man, I will cut them open and bleed out all that Irish blood. Wow. that oh, That's yeah. aggressive. They fucking cared. <laughs> They cared. So. I mean, they're dead now. I was going to say, was the firstborn of (laughs) cut open and Uh, bled? (laughs) No, 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 no. Because he was, I mean, he was gone by the time I was born, I think. But, um, yeah, we're, we are Scotch-Irish mudbloods, my twin brother and I. So, yes, the castle would, like, switch between English ownership and Scottish ownership. 
um, over the next 400 years. And the conflicts that swirled around this castle led to it being called the guardhouse to the bloodiest valley in Britain. Um, One of the earliest owners of Hermitage Castle was Sir William Douglas, the Knight of Liddensdale, who wrested it from the clutches of its then-occupant, the Englishman Sir Ralph de Neville, in 1338. Shit goes back far. So far. I like, I think about the U.S. and I'm like, we're babies. No wonder people think we're idiots. I know. We're brand new. It's very funny. Like, when I was studying abroad in Oxford, the building I was staying in was called the New Building, and it was built in the 1700s. <laughs> but yeah, it was new it's for because Oxford. It was, it was 100 years uh, <laughs> yeah. younger than the old building. I know that one of the books I'm reading said the same thing about uh, Oxford. Like the old um, fairway and the new fairway. Mm-hmm. They're like, one's 400 years old, one's 500 years yeah. old. So none of them are really new. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, the most infamous of all the castle's bygone residents was Sir William de Solis, who owned it during the reign of Robert the Bruce from 1274 to Robert 1329. The Robert the Bruce! <laughs> what Bob, a name. Bob the Bruce. Historically, Sir William was arrested and executed for plotting the assassination of the Bruce. They just call him the Bruce. Love that. Love that. Like are the Bruce. Willis. Love. Or like when um, you go to a Bruce Springsteen concert and everybody goes, Bruce, and you think they're booing and you're like, why are they booing? No, Bruce it's Bruce. <laughs> yeah. But it probably sure. started with Robert the Bruce. It, no. New Jersey. That was their battle cry. The Bruce. Bruce. Oh, they'd be like, Bruce, 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 Bruce. (laughs) Sir William was arrested and executed for plotting the assassination of the Bruce in order to become the King of Scotland. He wanted, he was staging a coup. Oh, got it. Yeah, that that seems like good execution fodder. People have been executed for much less in that country. Far, far less. Um, so eventually the local residents petitioned King Robert of England, begging to be relieved from the scourge of their wicked lord. Boil him if you must, they said. Um, but let me hear no more of this man, said the king. Taking his words literally, the locals stormed the castle and wrapped him in lead and plunged him headfirst in a boiling cauldron. Holy shit. And that's how the Scots fucking do it. I, wow. <laughs> Aggressive, but effective. His ghost now wanders the castle, a malevolent specter whose nebulous meanderings. Okay, come on, hot and brooded. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. Your your vernacular is far superior to us poor Americans. You read the encyclopedia every night before and, bed. Good and, for you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but his sightings are often accompanied by the sobs of children echoing along the castle corridors. And so these are ruins-ish but you can visit. And there's something strangely indefinable about Hermitage Castle, as though whatever malicious forces are harbored within it 
they resent you. Like you get there and you feel like you're not wanted. Do they know who are the children? Okay, so um, William Solis, uh, tradition maintains that he was a thoroughly evil individual. This is the man who was boiled, correct? Yes. Okay. And he was a practitioner of the black arts who kidnapped children of the town to use their blood in his sinister Got it, witcheries. got it, got it. Okay, Sorry. got it. Miss that part. Miss that part. I now understand why the villagers wrote to the king and were like, yo, like, get the fuck, get rid Let's of this, kill guy. this guy. We want to boil him. And then yeah. they did. So, yeah, I, it, it checks out. And he had a familiar, a demonic familiar named Robin Redcap. Was it a cat or? I don't know. I'm guessing it's just a demon. Okay. All right. Cool. A demonic familiar. Cool. Did uh, did he get boiled too? Or? It probably took, uh, it was probably like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. two, two souls, over. one body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, that is, that's deeply disturbing. <laughs> Wait, but being dipped in lead and boiled, can you match? Yeah. I, I don't particularly want to, but it does, it's like it does being sound drawn like. and quartered. Oh, God. It, it does sound or, like it would produce a particularly demonic ghost. I mean, I would be... <laughs> if you weren't... I mean, he, this guy sounds like he was an asshole already. So, like, no matter how he died, he probably would be a ghost. But, like, it, in that case, I mean, that's that's quite a ghost. Quite a ghost Well, maker. and if that's how they're killing people, there's probably a whole bunch of other ghosts around that place, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say Scotland is another probably stop on the I mean Edinburgh like when we do our haunted London tour we'll we'll make a stop in Edinburgh <laughs> okay um so the next little cryptid I have here Norwegian cryptid is the Holdra so the Holdra is kind of the female version of the Nukin, but she's more of a forest nymph the Holdra is a beautiful woman um, who lures human men into marrying them. The Holdra has a hollow back and a tail. So if her fiance sees her before marriage and he can see and he sees her hollow back and her tail um, and he refuses to marry her, she will simply murder him. But <laughs> if he goes through with the marriage, she will become human um, and she loses the hollow back and the tail. But she still kills him. <laughs> Either way, you're out, bro. Either way, it's like you're fucked. Praying mantises. Yeah, you're just you just get to choose whether or not you get murdered by somebody who does not have a back and also has a tail, or if you get murdered by like a, a like ten out of ten hottie. So you know, I do you do get that choice. That's a little bit of autonomy that you're given <laughs> by the Holdra. Um, ten out of ten hottie. So there's a few different versions. Sometimes she has a, a fox's tail. Um, sometimes she has a uh, cow tail. Interesting. So there's a few places in Scandinavian lore where you hear about um, creatures like the Holdra who have hollow backs. Um, often these creatures are lustful and out for men, obviously. They um, kidnap men and they use them for sex um, and then murder okay. them. So, All right. Um, a Holdra who has lost her tail and hollow back will dance uh, a rune dance in the mornings Um and you would see that in what would appear to be a witch circle. What the fuck? What, what is this? Was this written in Norwegian and then translated? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm thinking of a hydra, which is an, mm-hmm. a water 
creature, which is more like your first one, but if this is a Holdra? A Holdra. H-U-L-D-R-A. Holdra. Okay, got it. I'm going to look up what it looks like. Yeah, it's supposed to be very... So, like, they are very beautiful, very pale women. They wear white dresses. They have light blonde hair. They usually have hey. flowers in their hair. They dance on top of burial mounds early in the mornings or when the mist is thick. Oh, yeah. Um, and So they'll lose their hollow back and... What is, like, what's the price of losing their hollow back entail? I don't like, think they're... is that a bad thing? I think it's a, it's a good thing? thing for them because they want, okay. they want to hypnotize men into marrying them. And then if a man refuses to marry them, they'll just murder him, but they don't lose the hollow back entail. I think it just makes them easier. It makes it easier for them to lure men in. So basically, once they get, once they get married, they will kill their husband and then they kind of just have free reign for the rest of their lives to lure in other men who aren't going to say no because they don't see the hollow back or the tail. There's a movie. Is there? 2016, Holdra, Lady of the Forest. Hell yeah. That's hot. Have to check that out. Lots of naked ladies. Mm -hmm. If a human man sees them dance, he will be hypnotized by the dancing and join them. Oftentimes, the Holdra will dance the man to death as time slows when he's dancing with them. So for the man, only a few hours will have gone by. But back in the natural world, years and maybe even decades will have gone by. So like towards it's kind of a dope idea. Like this would be yeah. a really good idea for a You know what that reminds me of is um, the sirens in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Go to sleep, you little baby. The best yeah. soundtrack of all time. Best soundtrack of all time. I'm so glad we agree on that. <laughs> Um, it's so good. So if a Holdra decides to kidnap a human, they will be used for sex. Um, those who have sex with the Holdras often become mentally insane or die. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. People Casual. in Scandinavian households often exclaim that the more time you spend with a Holdra, the worse it will get you. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems it doesn't seem like you will survive, really. And it doesn't seem like you would have like a casual hangout. No, no, it's it's not really like a hit it and quit it situation. I mean, it is for you, <laughs> like for, yeah. it's hit it and quit right. life. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, good way to not not the worst way to go out, you know. If I mean, <laughs> go out fucking. Yeah, I feel like we've said that more than once here. We it might be a common refrain. <laughs> Here's a little story of like a little Holder story. So, a boy went fishing, but he had no luck. Um, Then he met a beautiful lady and she was so dazzling that he felt he had to catch his breath. But then he realized who she was because he could see a fox's tail sticking out below the skirt. He knew it was forbidden to comment on the tail of the lady of the forest if it were not done in the most polite manner. He bowed deeply and said in a soft voice, my lady, I see that your petticoat shows below your skirt. The lady thanked him gracefully and hid her tail under her skirt, telling the boy to fish on the other side of the lake. That day, the boy had great luck with his fishing and caught a fish every time he threw out the line. This was the Holdra's recognition of his politeness. He held it down. Mm-hmm. So you just I th- you can get out of the situation by being like nice to them, I, respectful I, like, by not by not coming by not dancing with them, but still being like, hey, like your tail is showing, but like in a nice way. Um, mm-hmm. But in another story, the Holdra avenged her pride on a young braggart she had sworn to marry on the promise that he would not to tell anybody of their secret relationship. Instead, the boy bragged about his bride for an entire year, and when they met again, she beat him around the ears with her cow's tail. He lost his <laughs> hearing and his wits for the rest of his life. <laughs> Sucker. So, that's the Holdra. Stay humble, everybody. 
Don't don't be bragging. No, don't be bragging. Be nice to a beautiful lady if you meet her in the forest, but maybe don't accept her offer to dance. Yeah, you know, and maybe uh, do a turnabout, see if there's a tail flicking around. And if they have like a weird hollow back, that's a, that's concerning. I don't understand that. Yeah, I think it's like back. I think it's like an open wound. It's not in the like back. a hump. No, it's oh, like I was thinking like a camel. No, it's like they don't. They have like a giant <laughs> hole in their back, and you can't see it because oh, they wow. wear they wear like long flowing white Normal robes. Clothes. Yeah, right. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. So we're in Glasgow now, and this is the ghost in the bath from Scottishfield.co.uk. Um. So Blythewood Square in Glasgow was the place to live in the 1800s. But when Captain Smith moved into his new residence, he took a dislike to the bathroom, finding it especially dark and sinister. And this is one of those castles that's like a full uh, 75% of a square. Yeah. How do we call it? What do we call that? A wrecked. Tangle? No. Without a side. That's four. <laughs> Not sure. Not like sure. a C. Like a rectangular C. Okay. Yeah. I don't no. know what that's called. Not great. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would not call myself a castle Our architect. geometry um. teachers are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Ge- it's no, funny that it's you like think I courtyard. took geometry at any point in my life. <laughs> I took geometry. You take it in 10th grade, you have to. I don't know if I passed. Um, one night, just as he was about to enter the bathtub, he saw the apparition of a beautiful woman brutally strangle someone in the bathtub. Okay. Weeks later, his son saw the bloated body of an old man in the bathtub water. The Smiths swiftly move out of the castle only to discover the former residents were a wealthy old man who had been found dead in the bath and his beautiful young spanish wife who inherited his fortune had never been seen again we love black widow i mean not when they're kind of like killing my people and all that but it's cool No. I mean, she was probably like 12 and he was probably like 75. So you know what? (laughs) Like, go with God, If a young woman could... (laughs) Go with God. If a young woman could overtake a grown man, I'm guessing it was that kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Not going to condone murder here, but, you know. All right. Let me just tuck this one in. It's another another, um, uh, dark lady story. So this is the ghost of Lady Catherine Ramsay. So Dalhousie Castle sits near the Midlothian town of Bonnyrigg. That is the most Scottish sentence I have ever said in my fucking life. Yeah. Uh, in, <laughs> in the 16th century, it was home to Lady Catherine of Dalhousie, who, as a teenager, fell in love with a young man who worked within the castle. Her parents obviously forbade her to see him. And in despair, Lady Catherine locked herself in her chamber and eventually starved herself to death. There are reports of her roaming the corridors, looking for her lost love, crying and yelling audibly. Poor thing. 
That's unfortunate. I feel like that is, that's, like, every castle needs to have that kind of Mm -hmm. story. Right, like. Some kind of love, forbidden love. I do feel like every castle needs a spooky, sad lady Mm -hmm. who's kind of pining over a lost love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, next up here, I'm going to do the classic, which I could not talk about Norway without talking about trolls because yes. trolls are freaking like Norwegian culture. Like that is Norway. <laughs> Everybody like their little troll figurines. There's troll. There's a there's this place that sadly has now burnt down. But the last time I was in Norway in 2017, um, I was in way up in northern Norway. And there's this place called Senja Troll or or it's I guess it's. It's a it was a troll called Senya Troll, which is like just a giant troll um, that is built on top of like a little house, like a troll house. And then he's got a little <laughs> troll wife next to him, like but not really little. They're both like gigantic trolls. And they, you know, you just go in and you buy little troll figurines and you do a little tour. It's they, they do little plays there. But it burnt down in 2019. The whole thing is co- totally destroyed. What happened? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think it was like an accident, but they're not sure. And it's gone now and it hasn't been rebuilt. And it was really iconic. It was very, very, very Norwegian. Probably hmm. the most Norwegian place in Norway. Senja Troll. That's really sad. But so trolls, um, this is a, a quote from Anne Orvik, uh, who's a professor of cultural history and museumology at the University of Oslo. She says, we don't know exactly where or when it started. However, you will find trolls in our narrative tradition, and you can find them in our first written sources, sagas from the Middle Ages. We don't know how old they are in people's imaginations, but they are old. So, with Norway's high mountains, deep fjords, large forests, and dark winter nights, you can easily see a link to the supernatural. Whatever people don't understand, they need to explain it one way or another, and trolls were a good explanation as to why. <laughs> trolls are more of a fantasy figure than anything else, but many held the notion that nature was inhabited by different types of creatures and that humans live side by side by the, with these creatures, which were more or less visible and more or less dangerous. Some are more imaginative and part of the fantasy, while others were more real and people took precautions against them. So mostly, no matter the type of troll, usually they're dangerous and obscure. So they're very, mm. they're usually very, very dumb but they're sometimes like gigantic so they can trample you. Um, Mm -hmm. But you are, if if you have your wits about you, you can usually get out of a situation with a troll because sometimes they try to set riddles that you have to overcome if you cross paths with them. If you're smart, you can get out of it. Like the troll under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Like the troll under the bridge. Sometimes you can trick the troll into like not eating you by, you know, there's, there's this one story that I just remember reading the story when I was a kid about this boy who does a porridge eating contest with a troll and and the troll ends up killing himself by eating too much porridge but the and the boy while well, the boy is actually like throwing the porridge into a bag um mm-hmm. underneath his shirt and mm-hmm. um the troll Cheater. the troll ends up killing himself um because he eats so much porridge he dies <laughs> <laughs> so they're pretty stupid um no but that's folklore man mm-hmm. that's i love that yeah so trolls have been predict, uh, depicted in popular culture a lot. Um, so obviously, you know, there's the DreamWorks film Trolls. We all know Troll the the oh doll. Oh my god, um, that was my whole fucking. I want to say from the time Harper was 
two to four. Mm-hmm. That's all we listen to. Just the trolls, the troll the soundtrack, fucking troll soundtrack with <laughs> Justin Timberlake. God fucking damn it! <laughs> I wanted to die. Well, it it is on brand for Justin Timberlake to be the lead in a movie called Trolls. So <laughs> hey, hey. we got a we got a Britney stand in the house. <laughs> Um, there's also, you know, the big stupid trolls in Lord of the Rings. Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's a couple really good Norwegian films about trolls. There's the Troll Hunter, um, which is from 2010, which is really good. It's like very spooky. Ooh. And it's about people who go out and kind of like a documentary crew who's like looking for trolls and they find them and they're gigantic and they're really scary. Um, and then there's another one called Troll, which was um, which is going to be released in December 2022, and it's considered Norway's first great monster film, Ooh. which I'm going to have to watch when it comes out on Netflix. Um, Hell yeah! In the depths of the Doverfjell mountain, a troll is awakened after a thousand year long a thousand year long slumber. The creature destroys everything in its path and is rapidly moving towards the capital. How do you stop something you never even knew existed? So. <laughs> There's a lot of good troll troll content, and I'm excited to watch Troll when it comes out on Netflix. Heck yeah, me too, man. I'm all about the foreign horror films. They are the best. Yeah. Um, you just got to be a subtitle reader, which, as I've gotten older, I just have subtitles on for everything. Same, so. same. It's basically, no there's no difference to me, because I, no. especially if I'm watching something British, I, I genuinely can barely understand what they're saying. Oh, dude. After <laughs> binging fucking six seasons of Peaky Blinders, like, I can... I. It doesn't phase me. Yeah. I feel like I can speak a different language. Yeah, I mean, you basically can. Don't ask me to do an accent, because I will butcher it. <laughs> that Yeah, clearly I will, no. too, as we just... As that should just <laughs> have demonstrated to everyone. <laughs> Oi, I bet you can. Oi. One thing that I was, <laughs> I was just, I like was thinking last weekend about, did you see that TikTok trend? No. It was a, it was a couple months ago, so you might not have okay, deleted maybe. it. But you know, the all the things she said trend where it's all like. All the things she said. Tattoo? Yeah, the tattoo, all the things she no, said. No, so the, there was one on TikTok? Yeah. So the Damn. trend was basically like, you're like being told you can't do something and you're like, no. You're just like all oh, the things. She-. So like as I say, all the things she said. You're like pulling away, and you're trying to like get rid of it. And the the one that like really got me was like, you're you're sentenced to never speaking in a Cockney accent ever again. And the girl was like, no, no, no. I was like, if that ain't me. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. All I can think about when I think of all the things she said is Diddy and Jay-Z at that table at the VMAs grabbing all the girls' shirts because they're all making out with each other and getting naked (laughs) on the stage. And I just have that in my mind of Diddy with like a cigar in his mouth grabbing the shirts and being like, yeah, girls, make out. Yeah, tattoo. T-A-T-U. Gotta love fake lesbian representation oh, from gosh. one of the most homophobic countries on earth. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was very performative. Very performative. But hey. Yes. Hey. All right. So we are going to talk about the gruesome ghost of Glasmus. Um, so a whole collection of ghosts have been seen skulking about or staring creepily out of the windows of this castle in Glamis. 
Um, and did you know, I cannot believe, and I don't know if this is true. This is from HighlandTitles.com. You know that sponsor that is telling people, do you want to be a lord or lady in Scotland? <laughs> like, that's this website, I'm guessing. So you can just buy right. a title? Yeah, for $45. Huh. You can buy a plot, that your seems, own little piece of Scotland. That seems low. And then you can be, it's very low. <laughs> I bought Chris a star and it was like 200 bucks. Yeah, right? like you would think that like a, a title in Scotland might be, is that like what no. Scott Disick did in the Kardashians? Yeah, uh, Lord Disick, yeah. yes. Um, Excuse me, so, Lord Disick. <laughs> I'm Todd Crane. Todd Cranes. Is it plural? Cranes? I don't I forget. know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only, I only liked Scott on the Kardashian. Anyway, unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, so did you know the collective noun for ghosts is a fright? I did a not. fright of ghosts. That's amazing. That's like a murder of crows. A murder of crows. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. or like a a flock of birds, whatever. A gaggle of gals. A gaggle <laughs> of geese. A gaggle of geese is one. Um, but a fright of ghosts. I'm gonna have to look that up and see if that's like universal or if it's just Scottish. But um, Glam's Castle. It's G L A M I S pronounced gloms okay gloms castle has more dark secrets than satan's private bathroom Ew. who says satan needs to poop <laughs> like why would he even need a bathroom oh satan takes some horrible shits we know this satan does all the bad things satan uh it even spooked sir walter scott when he stayed the night in 1704 from its inception in 1016, God, Scotland is so fucking old, dude. Uh, the castle has housed royalty. In 1034, when it was just a humble royal hunting lodge, King Malcolm II got himself assassinated there. Did McMahon. <laughs> got himself assassinated there, so this is it's really his fault? sassy. <laughs> this, this article is super sassy. Way to blame the victim. He yeah, just, like, went say, and got himself assassinated. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, uh, Robert Baratheon, he got himself killed in a, in a hunting accident, whatever. So, and then they said, did Macbeth have a hand in that? Huh? They can't prove it. Fair enough. Around 1370s, fair enough, yes. Around 1376, the castle was improved and presented to Sir John Lyon by his father-in-law, King Robert II, as part of his daughter's dowry. Can you believe dowries were a thing? Are a thing Are still. a thing, yeah. Continue to be a Oof. thing. My parents would be like, I'm so sorry. We give you $30,000 in private art school debt. <laughs> That is that is the and, new dowry. <laughs> and and emotional support if you want to come over on Thanksgiving. A useless degree and uh <laughs> She's got a great personality though. Good luck. Um so throughout the centuries, architectural additions were made and now it towers over the landscape with an air of haughty defiance and sullen gloom. An air as of the Scottish poet defiance. James Beatty eloquently put it <laughs> he's a poet yeah. so we'll quote that that's fine <laughs> and they said sullen gloom is fucking right <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Hideous things have happened there. Apparently, a grisly secret known only to the incumbent Earl, Lord Strathmire, gets passed on to each male heir at his coming of age. Ooh, weird. It's like Sabrina, but for men. I know, but I bet they don't get powers. They just get like a really upsetting. They <laughs> just get a like, very intense burden. trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> um, what the supposed secret might be is anyone's guess. One story tells of a workman who, during renovations, accidentally knocked through a wall to reveal a secret room. Some say he was paid to keep quiet. Others say he was shipped to Australia, which was a criminal colony at the time. Indeed. Indeed. Which is probably why we have so many listeners in Australia. (laughs) I love you. We love you. We love you so much. Uh, Another story goes that a serving maid stumbled onto this terrible secret that we just don't know. Uh, Horrified, she threatened to expose it. The Earl ordered the guards to cut out her tongue. She broke free from her assailants and tried to escape through the grounds, but they caught her and killed her. Her ghost is seen still, running and screaming silently with blood spilling from her mouth. Okay. That's a residual energy ghost that I can get behind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a trauma like that. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So what do we think the secret was? Like, it seems like it's like a secret torture room or something. There's more. Okay. So, secret rooms are a theme of glams. Did I say glams? Glams. Gloms. Gloms. Glams, glams, gloms. Gloms. Um, this episode's going to be the one that's going to bar us each from Norway and I know, Scotland, respectively. Gonna They're going to be like, you know what? Us. You are actually not allowed in the country. I'm going to. Tr- I'm trying to go there for <laughs> for Christmas, and I'm going to get to customs, and the Norwegian authorities oh, are going to be like, Thompson. Sorry, no. Yeah, about that. Yeah, you mispronounced several things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed in. Um, so secret rooms are a theme of gloms. In 1486, when the Ogilvy clan sought shelter from the Lindsay clan during a feud, remember Highlanders and yep. their clans, mm-hmm. the Earl politely ushered them into a secret room in his cellar and then locked them in and walked away. Unfortunately for the Ogilvies, he'd done a deal with the Lindsays. Weeks later, someone else ventured down and opened the door, and they found only one person barely alive. He'd had to cannibalize his own family to survive. Fuck. One of the many secret rooms in this castle housed a deformed son. A deformed son. (laughs) During the 19th century. To protect the family from shame, he had to spend his whole life in hiding, but was allowed to get some air on the roof at night where he was often spotted by villagers. Jeez. That's really sad. Very quasi In the 19th century, that's like, yeah, that's really sad. Um, a local legend grew out of those sightings about the monster of Gloms. God, people are fucking mean. Yeah. Another darker presence lurks about the castle, and children have been woken in the night by a terrifying sight of an armored knight leaning over their beds. Known as Earl Birdie, Beardy, Earl Beardy, he is thought to be one of the early lords of Gloms. 
remembered as a very nasty character. Um, and it is told that he gambled with the devil and he lost his soul and is doomed forever to walk the castle in his armor. Hmm. Yeah, so that's Glams. Glams. <laughs> From your Chicago sky. Head to Glams this weekend. You want to pick you up anything? You want any ghosts? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys heading to Glams? You guys going to go check huh. out the secret rooms at Glam? God, I hate myself. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Well, this is my last one here. Um. I was gonna do something else, but then you reminded me about Norwegian death metal, so I'm gonna hell yeah. I'm gonna tell the story of the clashes between the death metal scene and the Christian churches. Uh-huh. Please do. So this is from DailyHive.com. During the 1990s, Norway was home to two things that would quickly begin to clash. A number of ornate wooden churches and an emerging scene of extremist music called black metal. Um, Yeah! mm. Ah! So taking the title from the Newcastle, England band Venom song of the same name, Norway's particular brand of black metal was a rejection of the heavily produced and showy industrial death metal scenes in Europe and North America. While mm-hmm. death metal albums were usually accompanied by high production values and a polished band image, black metal sought to be raw and primal. In Norway, bands like Mayhem, Dark Throne, Emperor, and Immortal emerged to lead this charge of what is now called the second wave of black metal. Venom and a few others making up most of the first. So the Norwegian black metalists would smear their faces in black and white with corpse paint, assume brutal onstage personas, and the new scene eventually began to congregate around Mayhem's guitarist, Ocean Aronimus Aretseth record store, um, Helvete, which means hell in Norwegian, um, in Oslo. So we're just going to call him Aronimus from now on because I yeah. cannot pronounce his entire name. This is music which never can become trendy because normal people won't be able to understand it. And that's great. Aronimus is quoted in saying in an interview attributed to Bad Faust Mag, a metal fanzine. Stay away from it if you don't like pure darkness. <laughs> what a fucking loser. <laughs> Among the prominent members of the scene emerging at the time was a one-man project, um, Burzum, under Christian Vog Vikernes. Though he orig- originally released music under the pseudonym Count Grishnak. Oh my god, this is very hard to read. I'm- Everyone sounds like Christmas elves. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> In both of our stories. Yes. There's just a lot of elf action in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he had initially released music under the pseudonym Count Grishnak on Euronymous's um, record label, um, Death Like Silence. So this is a group led by mostly males, either teenagers or in their early 20s. Never a good sign. Um, Mm -hmm. who made ambient and powerful music, adopted dark imagery, and in some cases stood in violent opposition to any kind of foreign influence in in their country. This included homosexuality, Christianity, Judaism, any non-European people. Fucking Nazis. Yes. These are just like Nazis with longer hair. (laughs) Oh, God. These are Nazis with dark, with uh, like naturally blonde hair, but they dye it black. 
<laughs> and they want to scream at you and let you know that they're Nazis. Yes, exactly. Some of the genre's most famous people are known for suicide, apathy, and murder as much as the mu- music that they created. So, apathy. All good people. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with apathy. Let's 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 no, uncouple that I mean, from from dark Nazism here. <laughs> we have all we have all had our share of apathy in the past couple years. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Sometimes apathy, you need it to survive. Apathy gets us through, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, so in the meantime, modern Norway remained home to multiple wooden structures known as Stavit churches. According to Fjord Norway, only 28 remain today, uh, whereas over 1,000 existed during the Middle Ages. So Stavit churches are kind of small, like, they're like mini little churches. They're very cute. Um, they're all wood. And you can actually find one if you go up to Door County. There's a Stavit church on Washington Island, um, which is a fun little tour if you ever make it up there in Wisconsin. But so Ooh. the buildings, all wood construction contributed to their gradual disappearance as they were vulnerable both to the passage of time and to fire. The accidental fate that befell so many would see a resurgence in June 1992, when the Fantoff Church in Bergen, believed at first by investigators to have been struck by lightning, burned to the ground. However, it quickly became apparent that this was not an accident. The next month, Reevehem Church in southern Norway was also torched. 20 days later, um, Holmkollen Chapel in Oslo met the same fate. A month later, Or Ornoya Church caught fire, um, followed by Skohold Church, uh, Oh my god, this is testing my Norwegian pronunciation. Like, I need to get on this if I'm gonna go to Norway this Christmas. Hankido Church, Osna Church, and uh, Sopsburg Church, uh, and the Sopsburg Church blaze would claim the life of a Norwegian firefighter. A rash of arsons and attempted arsons swept the country between 1992 and 1996. According mm-hmm. to the books Lords of Chaos, the Bloody Rise of Satanic Metal Underground. Of the 45 to 60 total church fires during that time period, over a third have been attributed to black metal fans or band members. Yeah, dude. It's like people go on a pilgrimage there and set a church on fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's fucked. It is truly, truly fucked. So ultimately, Euronymous would be, come to be seen as the perpetrator of a few and inspiration for many of these fires. He maintains that he never directly participated and only took credit during an anonymous interview as a means of generating publicity for a new album. In a video released to his YouTube channel about the church burnings, he says those who burnt the churches did it to be accepted immaturely in their social group and out of a sense of historic injustice against the church that destroyed the ancestral Scandinavian pagan religions. Through church burning and black metal, we will reawaken the Norwegians' feelings of belonging to Odin. Um, Euronymous is quoted as saying during his trial by the Independent. Euronymous, who now lives in France, declined a request to be interviewed for this piece, but spoke about the burnings in an article he reposted to the band's website. He blames the media for exaggerating his participation in the arson. When the chance to give an interview to a major Norwegian newspaper appeared in January 1983, we seized the opportunity. Oystein and I agreed we should give an interview where I would scare the minds of the people and promote Black Meadow, he said. With lots of theatricality and acting, I met a Christian journalist and as agreed with Oystein, I told him Satanists were behind the church fires and the fictional organization that was behind it. Such a dick. Why do you got to give Satanists a bad name? I know. I mean, this is like peak Satanic pan. I mean, it's, this is like just post-Satanic panic. Yes. Like early 90s, like just after the 80s. Like, I mean, so. Well, and a YouTube channel says <laughs> it's like 2001. 
maybe at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the journalist turned his name over to the police, and in 1994, uh, he was found guilty of burning Osna Church and Storovit Church in Bergen, and the Sjold Church in Vinifjord, and the Hulk. Holcomen Chapel in Oslo. Uh, he was also found guilty in the in the stabbing death of Ar Ariseth, but he maintains yeah. this was self defense. Uh, that actually should have been the story. <laughs> That's a whole thing. So last podcast on the left does a series on. They start with Norse mythology and then go into the the birth of black metal and mm-hmm. they go through Euronymous's story and all that, um, and how the church burning and all this but yeah he killed he killed a dude damn damn um well he's still a pussy though definitely like even more of a pussy (laughs) (laughs) i mean burning churches is one thing like and these are like really cute churches like i i I know it's like that's more just like a like a fuck you to history Mm -hmm. than anything it's more like i hate my parents i'm gonna burn their church down so yeah, that that is the story of um, how Norwegian death metal inspired the burning of multiple really tiny, adorable little wooden churches. Which I'm planning on getting a tattoo of. Yeah, I'm on a little burning, a little burning <laughs> church. church. That actually be really cute. That would be cute. It would be. I know. <laughs> it's it's the death of my Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I'm getting into heaven if that's what matters. To who? And I'm no one listening. It to my crucifix. We were talking about oh. this the last episode. I'm looking at it. I'm getting in if it if it counts. I was like Harper's baptized. I feel like anybody who was worried about that would have stopped listening to this a long time ago. Oh yeah, no, no, we are no. Don't recommend us to your parents. Yeah, don't recommend us to your parents. No, someone said they were gonna do that, and I was like, no, don't. Please don't. Depends on what kind of. That's probably who reported my Jennifer's body. (laughs) All right. Okay. So our last story is actually a Scottish haunted item, Um, and it is at Mary's King's Clothes in Edinburgh, in a castle. Mm -hmm. So this is the story of Annie's doll. In the nineties, the renowned Japanese psychic. Eiko Givo came to visit the real Mary's King clothes while making a film about the haunted places of Britain. When it came to stepping inside a room of Alan's clothes, she could barely enter the 17th century room for the pain and unhappiness she could feel there. She could not enter the room. It was too strong. There's a child beside me, she said. Her little hand is clutching my pant leg. I just cannot get into this room. She was separated from her parents. She wants to go home and see her family. Her desire haunts this place very strongly. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, Gibo was able to cross the threshold. This was before even entering the room. Right, right. So inside the room, she she communicated with the young girl's spirit near the fireplace. Her name was Annie. She has lost her favorite doll and is heartbroken. Gibo purchased a doll from a local Royal Mile shop and returned it to the little girl. Gibo stated the doll apparently brought comfort to the child and said, so long as the doll remains, it is said that the room will never again be disturbed by her spirit. 
But the historic research behind Annie. Over the years, um, we haven't found a reference exactly to the name Annie in the history books, but it doesn't mean that she doesn't exist. The closest link was that the child be the unnamed bastard daughter of Jean McKenzie, recorded during the plague in Alan's clothes. Mm-mm. So, like... Plague baby. And especially these Catholic, like, we're so... Well, no, Scotland is Protestant. That's the whole thing between my parents, grandparents, is Ireland... Well, at least Ireland not Northern Ireland, is uh, Catholic. Right. And Scotland is Protestant. Yeah. So it's like... They used to care about that shit. We don't. I mean, people In the still US, do. They do. We don't. We don't. <laughs> Which is confusing because it's like, it's, this, it's the same thing. Like, one was just created so oh, that, like, girl, Henry if you like... said that to them, they <laughs> would not... That Martin Luther nailed those those demands on the wall for the church door for a reason. The Protestants isn't wasn't that Lutheranism? Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> I'm like Protestant. Wasn't, no, Protestant. The, wasn't see. Protestant? I mean, I don't know. I don't really know the difference. Is there a difference between Protestantism and the Church of England? Because wasn't one of them was created so that Henry VIII could get divorced? That's the Church of England. Okay, and so different the C, the C of E. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I don't think any of us would consider ourselves religious scholars here, so that's, uh... <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, I'm just, I'm just Catholic, so I just know all those right rhymes and prayers. Um, so the global connection to Annie, ever since Gibo left this first doll as the offering, a growing number of people from all over the world have brought Annie dolls, toys, and even jewelry. And it's turned into an extraordinary phenomenon, even with first responders leaving their badges as a mark of respect. <laughs> yeah. That's So great. they've had donations from across the globe about, you know, this poor girl, uh, whoever she was, and, you know, hopefully this... Uh, this medium wasn't a wasn't a fibber because it seems like Mary's King clothes is getting a a lot of business off of this story. Well, uh, maybe it was somebody from their marketing team. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did just watch a very like utterly ridiculous episode of Ghost Adventures where they go to the like Titanic Museum, which is I don't even know where it is. It's in Ohio or Missouri or somewhere. They used to move it. We had it at the Museum of Science and Industry for like a year. It traveled. Yeah, but there's one. So this one is like a almost it's a half scale replica of the Titanic and the museum oh, is inside shit. of it. And I don't really understand why it would be haunted at all. Other than I've, they've got a couple artifacts, but like the there's one room that they think is haunted by like child spirits who died on the Titanic, which again, I'm like, why would they be in Missouri? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Unless the items traveled with them. Yeah, maybe. But so Zach decides in like the longest aside of all time, you can tell that like they found absolutely no ghosts in this episode because they spend like 25 minutes on Zach going to a toy store and like running around this toy store and trying to convince the lady at the toy store to lend him a toy 
so that he can give it to the ghost. Why doesn't he just buy one, you cheap fucker? It's a great question. It's like this zany little aside, and it lasts for so long, and it's just like him like flirting with this old lady and her being like, stop it. Like, I'm not going to give you a toy. I'm like, running a business. <laughs> and then he go, he like brings this toy back and is like, child ghosts of the Titanic, here is an offering of a... <laughs> God, and you're Zach, like, get you're not fucked. on the Titanic, Zach. Like, I don't know if you realize this, but like the Titanic's at the bottom of the ocean. Like, there's no <laughs> reason for these ghosts to be here. There's no reason thought, for you to be here. <laughs> I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean at the end. If only that would happen to Zach I went Magan. down and got it for you, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, child, child ghosts um, and their toys. It's a it's a hot industry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a child ghost would be the easiest to deal with, you know, or the most annoying, depending on the age. You know? Oh, like a children toddler ghost. all around are annoying. <laughs> a, to- a toddler ghost would just cry. You wouldn't even know what it wanted. That would suck the worst. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. That would be it would be hard. I would rather have like the the ghost from the Scottish castle that's like running around screaming to be honest. With the blood coming out. Yeah, because at least I would be like, you know what? That's justified. With the child ghost, it's probably they're like, <laughs> she took my... I'm bu- bored. <laughs> she took my doll. I'm, I'm bored and my uncle ate me because we got locked in a room. <laughs> oh, God. I mean... Yeah, we forgot about the casual cannibalism fair, in fair, Scotland. Fair, <laughs> Yeah. A whole family. Whole family. Only one made it out because wow. he ate everyone else. Well, good for him. <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about what what we watched because I watched The Watcher. I did too. Watch, watch, watch. <sighs> what do you think? I was on board until again. Yeah, the last episode was fucking wild. Absolutely I unhinged. Cannot deal. Um, first of all, I have a corrections corner because I said it was Javier Bardem. No, 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 no. 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 no, no, it is Bobby Cannavale. Yes, and he has not aged a, a wink. He's g- gorgeous, gorgeous man. Yes, gorgeous, gorgeous man. I thought Javier Bardem because yeah, they look fairly similar. Are both tall, both- dark, handsome hotties. Yes, but dude, the show was so good. The cast was so stacked, and we get to the last episode, and it was like they just. Threw all the scripts away. And nothing made any sense. And it was on fire. I was like, what the fuck is that? I texted Caroline. The first two texts were like, this is such a good show. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. I'm binging it. And then four hours later, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a show that has taken such an L in the last episode. It feels very on brand for Ryan Murphy, but I was I was <laughs> baffled because I mean I I'm not I don't think we need to spoil it, but I will just say that like the character that ends up being the Watcher it was my least favorite from the start because they oh made God, absolutely no sense at all. And I mean I don't know the whole thing. I mean it was bad. The ending was bad, but. Nine episodes leading up to the ending were pretty good. Yeah, the execution, I mean, was great. I would say, honestly, just stop at the second to last episode because I do think that <laughs> that could be that could be like an OK, like ending if you're OK with like ambiguity, which I do feel like it should have maybe ended on ambiguity because in the real story of The Watcher, they don't know who it's was ambiguous. sending those letters. 
Exactly. There is no answer. Right. They don't know who it was. And it was the cut, not the New Yorker. That's right. You're right. Yeah. It was the cut. Um, Because now they're doing a a revisit. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it in all my Instagram ads. What else have I watched? Uh, I rewatched Fresh with Sebastian Stan. What did you think about that? I really liked it. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that Army Hammer was supposed to have that part. Okay, that... Which is a little on the nose, uh, as the film is based on cannibalism. Um, It would have been well cast. He would have been pretty perfect for it, I have to say. (laughs) He would have been perfect for it, but I love it because there's like... Five final girls in that movie. Oh, that's good. Like, I like that. Yeah. It's a great, like, girl power kind of mm-hmm. ending. Um, and then, yeah, I watched Jennifer's Body and someone reported me on Instagram and I'm never going to let it go. I mean, I'm still mad about that, too, and it didn't even happen I'm to mad. me. I was, I was locked out of my account for 12 hours. 12 hours is so aggressive for posting a picture of Megan Fox. I was like, this is Megan my job. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Megan Fox with the lighter under her tongue, which is like the iconic image. Yeah. Which is where not. Where she's like, I'm a god. Yeah. What she says. <sighs> I was so mad. And um, I was like, Caroline, what's happening? I know. You were like, is Instagram shut down? And I was like, No. <laughs> It was so sad. But yeah, that's what I've watched. Um, I have watched, I watched a horror movie on Hulu called Jezebel. Have you ever seen this? I don't think so. It's with the girl from Succession, like the sis, the like main girl. The from, sister? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, it's all right. It was like a very interesting concept, but. Again, really fell apart narratively, I would say, and was like a little bit racist, I would also say, because it's like, once again, just like a white girl in the South, like encountering voodoo, which just is never, oh, gosh. N- never a good sign with a movie. It's and like the skele- skeleton key with Kate Hudson. Yeah, but not as well executed. <laughs> I liked that movie, actually. I, I, I really like the skeleton key, too. I haven't watched it in a while, but that's one of those like. There are so many movies that I love that I don't want to go back and rewatch because they they will be ruined. Yeah, I feel I mean, actually, I'm not going to I don't really remember that movie at all. Other than I think the main character's name is Caroline and it really freaked me out because, you know, they're like, (laughs) no, but it's like Caroline. Yeah. Very Southern. Um, But I like that one because of the it. Yeah. Yeah, the concept on this one is basically this girl, her name's Jezebel. She is pregnant and she's about to move in with her boyfriend and they get into a really bad car accident that kills the boyfriend. She loses the baby and she has to go. She can't walk. Um, She has to like relearn how to walk. So she has to go home back to the south to this like giant kind of plantation manor uh, to live with her father who she hasn't seen since she was a baby. Her father gave her up when she was a baby because her mother had died of cancer. And so he gave her to her aunt and so she was raised by her aunt and didn't really have a relationship with her father and she finds these videotapes of her that her mother made her before she was born kind of like are you spoiling this whole movie no this is like in the trailer it's like the first yeah yeah i was gonna say i was like it sounds like everything happens really fast no this all of that happens within the first like five minutes and then she finds these tapes that her mother made 
before she was born, kind of like, I love you. Like, I have cancer. And so I might, you know, if you're seeing this, like, I might. I'm probably dead. And she she reads her tarot cards and, like, very scary messages come up in these tarot card readings. Wait, the mom reads her tarot cards on the tape? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to. I mean, so, again, great concept. A little bit slow and a little just, like, random just there's a few I could have used a couple more rounds of editing I think like she's got this love interest who is for some reason married but like that's not really a part of the plot at all and he's just like (laughs) my marriage is falling apart it's fine I'll just spend all my time with you and you're like what like about your wife bro you're like so your high school girlfriend shows up after 15 years and you're just like fuck it I'm gonna ruin blow up my marriage and just hang out with and it's like it's not a part of the story at all like like at all other than just like the police judging them a little bit being like well what's the nature of your relationship sir why do you care kind of some kind of home wrecking situation like it's just a lot of judgment and not any I'm just like he could have just as well not been married or maybe he was widowed I don't know there's there's a few other things and then again like it does it does in the end come back to some voodoo stuff and I don't think kind of racist very delicate well there's like no black main characters in this despite the fact that and it's just yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a a solid like four out of ten but it an interesting an interesting idea I'd say um yeah so then I also watched the new Hellraiser (gasps) and I really liked it it was really really good it was really good it, I need to watch it. It felt it. very like 13 Ghosts adjacent. Fuck yeah. I love that movie. It's really fun because it's kind of a haunted house situation. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. And and really well acted. And just so then we went back and watched the first Hellraiser. And yeah, it's just very interesting to me that that was the movie that launched this like 11 movie trilogy. Like, yeah, what? Well, <laughs> that's one of those things that you kind of you like had to watch it in the 80 or 90s or whenever. It 87, came early, I think. Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s when it came out, when it was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And Pinhead is one of the most iconic horror figures ever. So for someone to come in and redo it, it was a huge deal in the horror community. But it's also like, when was the last time? You watched the original, you nerd. Well, and also, it didn't really feel like a remake at all. It was not at all. It felt new. It's not the same story at all. It just felt like another sequel to in the Hellraiser universe. It doesn't not. Oh. It doesn't feel like a revamp. It doesn't feel like a. It just feels like another thing that's happened in the Hellraiser universe. Just another person finds the cube. Interesting. So it's not at all. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There's truly no connection between the first movie and the new movie that's like the story is totally I kind totally of like different. that I kind of like that it's the same with so this is what I was going to talk about was people have been asking me about Halloween ends I'm not going to watch it I've heard it's I terrible. haven't watched yeah. yeah I haven't watched the last two I am a diehard Rob Zombie Halloween fan mm-hmm. the stories are different yes the characters are the same but it's a different universe. Yeah. Essentially. Right. So I'm not going to. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Sure. She gets me to eat my probiotics. My Activia. Activia. <laughs> but uh, and she was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I started Real Housewives with Salt Lake City and Caroline is very happy about this. Very pleased about that. And by started, I mean, I 
binge the whole thing and I'm caught up. So you're ahead um, of me. Like I haven't yes. seen any of the third season yet. So yes, I, I am fully caught up, and all I do is watch TV. It seems, but yeah, no, no Halloween ends for me. It's streaming on Peacock for free, but meh. Yeah, it's not really something I'm interested in watching. No, I'm not. I think I've seen like three Halloween movies throughout the the decades, and I think the Rob Zombie ones are among those. The first one is the only one worth watching out of all of the. I that I don't want to make any enemies of our <laughs> listeners, but I, I think they know how I feel about the uh, first Halloween Rob Zombie movie. The yeah. second one, questionable. Yeah, but the first one is fucking magic in my mind. I, I recommend I, you should watch the new Hellraiser because again it does it I'm going does to not now. feel at all like a remake. It really just feels like another chapter in the saga, but it's like actually a very 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 well done movie. Like much better than I think the last one was. What like Hellraiser? Like it was in 2018. I don't remember, but I we watched we actually before we watched the first Hellraiser went through and watched the trailers for every other Hellraiser movie just to kind of get the vibe. And I mean That's a the, good idea. The 2018 one just. It's it's all just like direct to VHS like rip off like gave up. yeah so th- I would say this is a good revival of a franchise that needed a little bit of revival and I think that's great and uh, Pinhead looks much more feminine um, are they kind of like an asexual creature yeah Pinhead in this one it I'm, I don't know if it's the same Pinhead or not but I think it just might be like a, a different type of pin a different a different Pinhead she it's a mm-hmm. it's a girl it is mm-hmm. a but um, and you don't really find out that much about like her origin or anything. But it's no, I would say just it's a lot faster. Like having watching the original Hellraiser after I watched the new one, I was like, this is so fucking slow. Like Pinhead doesn't even show up until like an hour and a half into the fucking movie. Like th- yeah, there's like a flash mm-hmm. of him barely, and then he like he's just not there until basically mm-hmm. the end. So. Uh, I don't know. And also just a really, like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to be kind of like a haunted house story. Um, yeah. So it was... It's been so long since I've watched the original, but I was scared to watch um, the new one until someone else told me about it. No, so it's... I'm glad that you did. It's good. It's fun. And then the other thing I watched was Sinister 2. Fuck yeah. With the two brothers. With the two brothers. And the abusive dad. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I didn't... I liked it. It, it wasn't... Horrible. It's creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. It's not as good as the first Sinister, but I like. Oh, absolutely not. I like the concept, and yeah, you know, I the like first those Sinister, children. Yeah, dude, S- fucking creepy kids can't get scarier. But the first Sinister, my I saw with my brother in the theaters, and I made him walk me home. Like I was so scared after seeing that movie. Like. <laughs> I feel like I've become a little desensitized since then, but like Ethan Hawke. I know. I want to like, it's been a while since a movie like genuinely really, really scared me. And I'm trying to think of what the probably that like was sinister for me. I feel like it was like hereditary for me. Like, oh, dude. Yeah, that's right. But I don't you know if I there. was genuinely scared by hereditary or if I was just like very deeply disturbed. And those are two different 
feelings. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like I left into our hereditary reaction episode. Yeah. I've left hereditary with like a feeling of like dread that did not go away for days. So I don't unsettling. <laughs> what? Yeah. I just felt totally sad and depressed, but I don't. Well, yeah, you're a midsummer gal. I'm a midsummer gal, but I wasn't scared. Like midsummer isn't that scary. No, it's just fucked up. Yeah. The scariest part of Midsummer is the opening scene. Absolutely. Well, 100%. Her, yeah. Her sister. Mm-hmm. So, Florence Pugh, I still need to see Don't Worry Darling. Oh, I, I did see Don't Worry Darling. Once you do, we can talk yeah. about it. I have I have thoughts. <laughs> I know. I know. We need to discuss. All right. That's us this week. Um, please follow us on Instagram at Cool Gang Podcast. We're starting to do some giveaways, if you'd noticed. We gave away a couple tickets to Hell's Gate Haunted House. Thank you, Beth, for the donation. Um, we are also going to start getting some merch up. Mm-hmm. Do some um, we're in design talks, which is exciting. Uh, and then you can follow us on Twitter at GoogaePod666. You can follow me on Instagram at Grace's Gold. You can follow Caroline at Coraline Maria on Instagram and Coraline X Maria on Twitter. We all repost the same shit. Yep. It's pretty much just a circle <laughs> jerk, but you know, if you follow one of us, you're seeing you're seeing it all. <laughs> you're seeing the same thing. But we do appreciate the follows and we do appreciate we there's been several new um reviews. Not a lot of written ones, but the the couple written ones we've gotten have been lovely. If you could write us a review we would how about we'll read it on the next episode we will and please write us a five-star review if you have anything less than a five-star review my recommendation would be to write one word on a different rock and then tie those rocks to yourself like on a belt and then wade maybe like go find like a very sleepy river and then wade into the river and then just keep walking until you can't swim and the rocks carry you down and <laughs> our the review will get to us that way so um the nookin will come and we'll take the rocks and we'll we'll send them to but us you'll you'll die in the process but thank you yeah thanks for the review but fuck you for being less than five stars <laughs> and we will take that deeply into consideration <laughs> <laughs> all right creeper real bye bye come on Leipzig, come on, join us, pure fucking Armageddon! <laughs>